Then you will truly be successful. Turn the page. And we know all things work together for the good. Turn the work together. The good. Turn the work together. And we know all things work together for the good. Turn the work together. The good to those who love God. He has word on your lips. To those who are called. Meditate on his According to his Purpose. Purpose. It's his purpose, not mine. And we know all things work together for the good. The good. And we know all things work together for the good. The good. To those who love God. To those who are called According to his purpose Purpose It's his purpose Not mine It's day 12 of our 90 day challenge And our topic for your consideration Is purpose should outlive you We are in the book of Judges Judges the second chapter and the first verse The angel of the Lord went up from Gilgal to Bochim and said, I brought you up out of Egypt and led you into the land I swore to give to your ancestors. I said, I will never break my covenant with you, and you shall not make a covenant with the people of this land, but you shall break down their altars. Yet you have disobeyed me. Why have you done this? And I have also said, I will not drive them out before you. They will become traps for you, and their gods will become snares to you. When the angel of the Lord had spoken these things to all the Israelites, the people wept aloud, and they called that place Bochim. There they offered sacrifices to the Lord. After Joshua had dismissed the Israelites, they went to take possession of the land, each to their own inheritance. The people served the Lord throughout the lifetime of Joshua and of the elders who outlived him and who had seen all the great things the Lord had done for Israel. Joshua, son of Nun, the servant of the Lord died at the age of 110, and they buried him in the land of his inheritance at Timnah Hears, in the hill country of Ephraim, north of Mount Gash. After that whole generation had been gathered to their ancestors, another generation grew up who knew neither the Lord nor what he had done for Israel. And that ends our reading for today. Again, our topic is purpose should outlive you. Rick Warren's purpose-driven life begins with four powerful words. It's not about you. And I agree. The purpose for which God created us is so much bigger than us. Not only is purpose his, not mine, according to Romans 8.28, but purpose is supposed to outlive you. Purpose is the gift we leave future generations so that they don't have to work as hard as we worked. Purpose is the gift that we leave future generations so that they don't have to fall as hard as we fell. Purpose is the gift that we leave future generations so that they don't have to cry as much as we cried. But I wonder if you see purpose beyond your lifetime. Purpose isn't just for your life. Purpose is for after this life. Your purpose should still be breathing in the earth long after you take your last breath. This is what some people call leaving an inheritance. 
I know they told you to leave a house. I know they told you to leave some cash. And I know they told you to leave some beautiful pictures in your will for your children's children. But what about depositing destiny into their heart account? What about planting purpose in their life account? What about underlining key verses in your Bible so that after you leave this earth, your children have a blueprint to follow? What about writing each of them letters on the day that they were born or every year after that so that they aren't just guessing, they know what you see in them? What about taking purpose to the next level? Not just seeing purpose as that which drives your life, but also seeing purpose as the gift you leave in the earth after you die. When the book of Judges opens, the reader automatically sees a difference in style, focus, and leadership. No longer is Moses around or Joshua. Thus, the book of Judges covers over 300 years of history and mentions 11 leaders who judged Israel. Afniel, Shamgar, Deborah, Gideon, Tola, Jair, Jephthah, Ibsan, Elon, Abdon, and Samson. Every time the Israelites repented, God raised up another judge to bring them to a place of deliverance. Why? Because God loved them. You would think that after 400 years in captivity and after 40 years in the wilderness, that the children of Israel would fully walk into their promised land with power, perspective, and purpose. But they did not. Instead of walking in their assignment, they got amnesia. Instead of walking in their assignment, they got amnesia. Instead of walking in their assignment, they got amnesia. Instead of walking in their anointing, they got amnesia. Instead of walking in their anointing, you got amnesia. I mean, instead of you walking in your anointing, you forgot what God has already done. The scariest verse in all of Judges 2 says this, after that whole generation had been gathered to their ancestors, another generation grew up who knew neither the Lord nor what he had done for Israel. It scared me because I see a pattern that we are bound to repeat if we do not shift our understanding of purpose. The problem is, as long as we see purpose beginning with us and ending with us, we will never treat life like the marathon it is. The more we sprint toward opening our businesses, starting our churches, launching our campaigns, funding our visions and tackling our goals, the less we will remember that we are just a blade of grass in the grand scheme of things. We are many members inside of one body. We are called to do something bigger than us and often it's because it started before us. Consider David, Solomon, and Nehemiah. Three wise leaders passed the purpose baton across three generations. David dreamt about the temple. Solomon built the temple. And Nehemiah protected the temple that Solomon built. David was the dreamer. Solomon was the builder. Nehemiah was the protector. Purpose outlived them. But in the book of Judges and in our 21st century American context, I see a poor pattern repeated. We have become a me, myself, and I generation. We have become less concerned about the least of these, and we have turned entrepreneurship into an idol. 
please be clear about this. Walking in purpose does not automatically mean that everyone will start their own business. Walking in purpose does not require you to leave your job, throw away your degree, and move to the other side of the world to eat, pray, and love. Sometimes walking in purpose means staying in the nine-to-five job you were blessed to have, funding the initiatives of your local church or community center, and earning an honest wage so that your children are not handed a load of debt when you leave this life. At the heart of what it means to be a purpose-driven Christian is to be a servant. Jesus says, let the greatest one among you be a servant. He shows what servant leadership looks like at the Last Supper with his disciples. He bends down and washes his disciples' feet. The same disciples who would days later betray him and deny him. The same disciples who would be found hiding in a room instead of waiting at the tomb. These same disciples Christ serves. And by doing so, he demonstrates to us the heartbeat of a purpose-driven life. I wish, I wish, I wish that the children in the book of Judges had received the memo. I wish they had a VCR to watch Moses and Joshua take their fathers and mothers through difficult manna moments. I wish they didn't think they had to grind so much. I wish someone would have kept telling the stories of how God brought them over. I wish someone would have sang that song, go down, go down, Moses, oh, way down in Egypt land, oh, tell old Pharaoh to let my people go, oh, When Israel was in Egypt's land, let my people go. Oh, pressed so hard they could not stand, let my people go. I wish they could watch it on DVR. Go down, Moses, way down in Egypt land, tell old Pharaoh to let my people go. I wish they weren't so caught up in doing something new that they didn't realize that old was good too. I wish someone would have brought them back to the Red Sea where the memorial stones archived their rich history of deliverance and miracles. I wish They weren't so busy trying to be relevant and cutting edge and different than the church across the street that they settled in the uniqueness of their calling and the global mission of God's church. Wait, I'm supposed to be talking about the children of Israel. I'm sorry. Let me get back to the text. How I wish they didn't make it harder on themselves, assuming that God called them to start everything from scratch. I wish their memory was longer. And their envy was shorter. Most of those who turned away from God turned toward another God. 
But that God couldn't deliver them. That God couldn't free them. That God couldn't whisper clues to them. That God could not help them. That God couldn't rescue them. That God couldn't help them. My prayer for this generation is that we will move from narcissistic purpose to Christocentric purpose. And Christ-centered purpose outlives you. Christ-centered purpose is similar to Jesus walking in the earth, doing full-time ministry for three years, and then looking at the 12 purpose partners he discipled and parting their presence with these words, greater works will you do. The more we adopt this idea that we have to start our own church, build our own brand, quit our salary jobs, and get 5,000 degrees, we fail to take the elevator of legacy that is built on the shoulders of others' wisdom, counsel, and experience. And instead, we take the stairs because we want to climb up the rough side of the mountain. Can I tell you, that mindset of me, myself, and I is the best trick the enemy has thrown us. To counteract this tendency, serve something other than you. Serve someone other than you. Write down as much as you can and take seriously story time with family members so that your children, your nieces, your nephews don't have to start from scratch because purpose outlives you. When is the last time you served others without expecting them to serve you? When is the last time you intentionally planned to volunteer at a local shelter, at a hospital or a library to help those in need? Did it ever occur to you that you may be placed in the neighborhood you live in or the job you work at or the school you attend to serve people who don't look like they need help? I don't know if you know this, but I see it on you. Sess, I want you to know I am proud of you. I can't tell you how many times someone has said to me, I had this horrible science teacher, but my entire perspective changed when I took a class from that one teacher who really cared. Well, I'm writing to announce to you, you are that one teacher. You are the game changer in your family that will set those new standards. You are the one people will be writing about. You are the pastor who did not settle. You're the employee whose job caused trend-setting success. You are the professor who will inspire students to change their major. You are the social worker who will keep a young girl from committing suicide. You are the doctor who will save lives and the lawyer who will ensure justice for those who have been wrongly treated. When God made you, God knew what you inherited. He knew that it wasn't all good, but you're a game changer. Sure, you may have inherited a tribe of absent fathers who rarely called. Sure, you didn't have the greatest upbringing, but you, you changing the game without it. God knew the issues of addiction and tragedy in your bloodline, and still he trusted you. You are going to make a permanent U-turn for future generations to come. Just remember, purpose outlives you. It's really important for you to see how peculiar you are. It's also important for you to see how similar you are to the trailblazers who paved the way before you. So if discouragement or disillusionment sets in, you will succumb to the norm and you will never take purpose to the next level in your lifetime. Jesus was the ultimate game changer. When Jesus took on flesh, he knew what he was walking into, a world drowning in disobedience, all because of one man's decision. 
But Jesus did not allow the excuses of a current deficit to drown out his vision of a world made new. Your vision is more important than your sight. Your purpose is more important than your plans. Your inheritance should be greater than the money you leave in the bank. What about the deposits you leave in their mind? What you see right now is only symptomatic of a larger issue, the absence of game changers. But what we see right now is also the absence of legacy carriers, passing the wisdom of the past into the future for the next generation. But through the strength of Jesus, I want you to get up today realizing the investment that he has placed in you. I declare drugs will no longer dominate your community because you're there and purpose is going to outlive you. I declare depression will no longer rule in your household because you're there. Hallelujah. And purpose is going to outlive you because you are alive. The next generation will not be blind or ignorant because you are in this room right now. God is going to use you to break the cycle. And after you leave this place, heaven and earth will know God was here because God's purpose showed up in you, showed up through you and showed up beyond you. So your purpose project today is to think really seriously about your future. Think about your children, your family and your community. Design a plan of purpose that outlives you. What will you leave in the earth that exclaims God was here through me? What simple things can you do? Family game nights or cookouts or recording different stories of past seasons and situations, funny moments in the family, creating a digital photo album to keep the legacy of faith, purpose and hope alive in your immediate circle. Carve out some time to plan for purpose after life. Let's pray. God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. God of, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. God of Elizabeth, Mary, and Martha. Thank you for being an intergenerational God. Thank you for entrusting me with a purpose plan that is so much bigger than me. Help me to do my part and help me to inspire others to do their part as well. I do not want to repeat history. I want to participate in legacy. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs>